One of the most powerful tropes in cinema is the gut-wrenching of the inevitable. To see the future that lies before an individual and to be broken apart by the outcome all the same. And I think it's most interesting when applied to romance. In Portrait of a Lady on Fire, the painter Marianne is commissioned to paint the portrait of a young woman of the gentry named Heloise, who's soon to be married off to a Milanese nobleman she's yet to meet. Heloise, unwilling to sit for her portrait, distraught by the circumstances of her arranged marriage and having turned previous painters away before, is initially made unaware of Marianne's true role when she first arrives at her island home in Brittany. Marianne resolves to paint Heloise in secret, masquerading as her daily walking companion as they tread along the rugged coastline, using every odd moment she can to steal a glance. The subtle curvature of a cheek, the gentle tuck of the ear, and if she's lucky, perhaps a smile. It's through studying the intricate details of her body intimately, her flesh, that a deeper connection between Marianne and Heloise forms before even they truly know it. It's a love not born out of a single glance, but many glances adding up over time. Marianne reveals her true role in the painting to Heloise, but she hates it, stating it doesn't truly capture her nature. How could a painting made in this fashion ever do such a thing? Despite this, Heloise agrees to finally sit for Marianne in a new portrait while her mother is away on the mainland. And it's through these circumstances crafted seemingly intimately for the two of them that their bond grows even stronger, carried by the weight of the knowledge that in just a few days' time, their affair will be cut short, and Heloise married off to a stranger. And so the question is posed, what can two star-crossed lovers do at a moment so dire? Commit to the fiery passion of a love with no hope for it everlasting? Well, Portrait of a Lady on Fire looks to memory as a solution using different representations of love as its catalyst. The love one holds for another can be captured within different forms of art, as a means of holding on to that person even after they're long gone. And these representations work to fight against the fleetingness central to their communion. First, there's the painting. The relationship between muse and artist has been explored in many works before, and there's a reason we view this connection so intimately. There's the artist, looking out to her subject, paying attention to the finer details. But in that very same breath, the subject looks back out to the artist. It's the only medium where the art can study and scrutinize and ask questions of the artist, just as they study and scrutinize and ask questions of their art. Heloise and Marianne are the living embodiment of this relationship, a pair that speaks to one another. And it's within these portrait sessions that they begin to really commit to memory each other's physical details, and as a result, fall madly in love with them. But in completing her portrait, Marianne recognizes something harrowing, that in finishing Heloise's paintings, she in effect gives her off to another. It's a bitter potion to swallow for sure, like signing off on your own death. Marianne and Heloise go on to use paintings, drawings really, as a means of remembering one another, small personal portraits that they hold on to. Memory is fueled by other art forms as well, for example, song. They bond over the melody of Vivaldi's Four Seasons on the piano, sharing intimate gazes as Marianne stumbles through the piece, the song that in their present moment is a fumbled piece that Marianne can't quite remember the notes to, much later for Heloise will become a painful reminder 
of the love and the moments they once shared together. Just like the portraits, the song becomes layered with deeper meaning anchored by their memories of each other, serving as a representation of love attempting to fulfill the void that was once home to the real thing. Lastly, memory can take form as a story, whose narrative mirrors our own. The story that captures the attention of Marianne and Heloise is the story of Orpheus and Eurydice, two lovers whose marriage is cut short when Eurydice dies suddenly. Orpheus would go on to travel to the underworld, pleading at the feet of Hades for her life back. Hades grants Orpheus's wish on one condition, that while he exited hell, he must never turn back to see if Eurydice was following him. Just as Orpheus was about to make his final steps, venture out into the depths of the underworld, he turned around to look upon his wife, giving in to the temptation, and in an instant she was lost to the void. Marianne and Heloise debate the reasoning of Orpheus's betrayal as he seemingly chooses the certainty of the memory of Eurydice, gazing upon her face a moment longer, rather than choose the uncertainty of the promise of actually being with her forever. I think this very act speaks volumes to Marianne and Heloise's relationship, two people whose love isn't promised, whose circumstances and the circumstances of their 18th century life and societal expectations, in so many words, makes their eternal communion an impossibility, a fantasy. Lovers who, in the process of falling in love, can't cling on to the present fleeting moment, but must desperately attempt to create lasting memories knowing fatefully that time isn't on their side, choosing not to regret the love shared for one another, but to remember, even if it's the lasting sting of that memory that truly pains them, because nothing truly beautiful ever lasts. The memory of love can be a tricky thing to stomach, and I think what Portrait of a Lady on Fire reveals about the joys of loving another is that there's also an inherent deep sadness born of that process. The love one feels in a moment may be strong and passionate and powerful and real, but we are only human, and the memory of that love can all too easily fade with time. And we can aid our fickle memories of passion through a painted portrait, or a melody that bonds us, or in a story whose narrative mirrors our own, but that representation will never be a comfortable replacement for that which gave it meaning in the first place. And so a love that is lost, truly lost, is a love whose aching memory etched deep within us often brings forth more sorrow than joy. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, A.O. Akingbade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to show monetary support, the Ko-fi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.